0: Whether you've been in the industry for one day or 20 years, you're always learning something new. Usually it's because of an issue that you've come across and need to figure out a way not only to fix it, but to avoid it in the future. Today, the team talks about some of the installation projects we've been a part of, the technical issues that they've had to face, and how they've used that experience to avoid running into them again. My name is Mike O'Neill, and this is Gig Essentials. all right welcome back to another episode of gig essentials as you can see we are still social distancing and staying at home and trying to keep everybody safe including ourselves um with me today usual suspects i've got tom chris and mike how are we doing today fellas doing good good all right Good good to hear so today we're going to talk about installs right we've been talking about kind of being behind the board and some of the technical issues there um, for a while, and we're going to kind of change gears a little bit and talk about some of the other things that uh, we as a company do. And one of those things happens to be installs for PA equipment, sound systems, that sort of thing for churches and schools and um, corporate buildings, that that sort of thing. So we're going to talk a little bit about experience with that and some of the things that we come across and how to address some of the issues that we see. So let's start from the very beginning here. Um, let's just kind of go around the room here and talk about everybody's experience. What, how long have you guys been doing this? What's your, your experience with doing install work? Um, Tom, let's start with you and we'll go around.
1: Yeah, when I was, I think, 15 or 16 years old, um, a gentleman that I went to church with was the, uh, one of the department directors for the University of Delaware's um, AV department. Um, So I was still in high school at the time and uh, was kind of looking for a summer job. And he knew that I had a little bit of electronics background. So he said, you know, we have all these projectors that need alarm systems installed on them. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? So, yeah, I mean, I wanted to make some money over the summer, needed something (laughs) to do. So I took a job uh, with um, the media services department. And I worked there, I want to say for about six years. So I worked there a couple of years in high school. And then while I was going to school at the university, um, between classes would go in and, you know, do work. So I kind of rose up the ranks from doing just basic alarm system installation. Um, then I started getting into uh, classroom service and support. And then um, pretty quickly uh, after I started um, they realized that I knew how to wield a drill and a soldering iron. So I got into the actual uh, installs, hanging projectors, putting in sound systems, and then kind of near the end of my time there got into um, actually designing the system. So I was usually the go-to person to come up with the audio system for the room. Um, And uh, right after I got out of college, kind of wanted to actually go out and explore the world a little bit. Um, I enjoyed my work at the university, but it's, uh, you know, Two mile by two mile campus, there's only so much to be seen. So, right. got out of it for a little bit, and uh, now just by necessity and the fact that we've kind of become a go-to in our area for um, our technical abilities, uh, we're we have been for at least a couple of years now back into doing install work. So, it's a it's a it's a good part of our business.
0: Yeah, I would say that particularly with the situation that's going on now, it's nice to have that uh, in your pocket, right? Because with live events and that sort of thing, not really, um, happening, at least not at the scale that we're used to, right? We see a lot of people live streaming and that sort of thing, but that's, you know, that's not typical for what we've been doing for the past few years. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's good to have that install experience to kind of supplement what's going on right now with that lack of business with the live events and all that kind of stuff going on. So that's, that's good. Um, Chris, how about you?
2: Uh, So a lot of my install stuff has come from just the past few years when I started working for sound companies. First, uh, another company in Pennsylvania and then moving on to Electro. So I've done a lot of work where I've done full sound system installs for larger scale churches where it was like a couple hung subs with uh, tops on them, running lines, speaker lines, microphone lines from like, you know, altars to uh, front of house. I've done stuff in restaurants where you put in all of their speakers in the ceilings and uh, ran TV lines, cat five, stuff like that. Setting up, um, you know, whole television distribution systems throughout those kind of venues and stuff like that. And then the like smaller scale stuff where it's, you know, I've gone to like a small nature conservatory and they've wanted a couple more boxes around their building just to kind of get music going and stuff like that. So a lot of my experience has been through just running simple stuff where it's just like you run the lines you kind of figure it out you fish them through walls if you have to and then hang speakers get your stuff set up it's very easy distribution get a mixer get an amp power everything up and you're good to go
0: gotcha gotcha
3: yeah
0: all right i'll throw it over to to mike last here
3: (laughs) yeah so a lot of my install experience came from um initiated for an IT department that I worked for at a local uh, school district and so like it was a lot of computer upgrades, computer installs, um, servers, switches, network hardware, all that kind of stuff yeah. then that progressed as my position with that district changed that progressed into me upgrading like the uh, media systems and that kind of stuff in their perform uh, their performance spaces so like wireless mic installs amps like that kind of stuff which kind of got me more into the audio end of things um then after i left that position i worked for a college in the area as well where i um basically worked for their uh, media services department and went through all the different classrooms and performed upgrades because at the time they all had like vhs players still in um and that kind of stuff so it's like okay we don't really need this technology anymore
1: well i think those professors will tell you otherwise that vhs yeah. like this is the same vhs i've used for 18 years like, I i'm cry it for my cold yeah. dead hands
3: yeah and we did get complaints which is the <laughs> funny part um but it was kind of like upgrading those systems from the more antiquated versions where it was like okay you had a vga like video switcher with like a vhs player and okay now everything's like all in one pcs with hdmi and all that so I was upgrading the entire workstation smart boards that kind of stuff so
0: yeah very cool so um one of the first things that i got to observe when i started working for the company was you guys doing an install at a local school uh, a couple months ago and that was very interesting to me because I've never really been behind the scenes. I'm more of the sales guy. I'm more upfront and that sort of thing. So, and the the install that you guys were doing was from something that was already established, right? That stuff had already been put in place and the school was looking for upgrades and a little bit of a, a change because of necessities, the FCC and all that kind of fun stuff. So what are some of the things that you guys have come across mistakes that have been made that you tend to see in install work that um either you've had to change or make upgrades to or fix because somebody didn't know a hundred percent what they were were doing previously um the install world gets a little bit murky
1: because you have kind of like what you know, say in the instance of a school, you have what the school district anticipates that they need. Um, Then that might go to an AV consultant who designs a system. And then from that consultant, it may get kicked over to an installer who installs the system. And then that installer walks away. And in the case of the school, uh, that installer went out of business. So there was nobody to rely on for support. Mm. Um, And then you have the end users of the system. So, There's many layers of separation between who's actually going to have to use the system and who it is that's designing it and specing it. Um, And in this case, uh, with that school, essentially what happened is they had the idea of, oh, we want to be able to do plays and musicals and things like that. Here's the equipment we're going to need. And um, that was all done before anybody actually who would be using the system was going to use it so you know it had a lot of good intentions in place i mean it was Mm. a capable system but what it was not really designed for initially was um i don't think anybody anticipated to what extent like i don't think that they really thought like oh we're going to have kids who are really enthusiastic about theater here that want to have their hands on the console Mm want to be able to run like Lighting scenes and things like that. So everything was kind of locked up and put away, and it wasn't really a very hands-on system. Right, uh, which is great from a maintenance perspective because there's less stuff for people to get their hands on and touch and mess up and things like that. Um, but from a user perspective, it uh, it wasn't very um, intuitive, and it also was very difficult to use. They had a lot of reliability issues. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I often see is the disconnect of uh, somebody has an idea of what somebody thinks they should have for a system and then the user actually gets in and uses it and those two ideas don't necessarily meet up. So uh, very early on, it's important to have kind of a face-to-face meeting and say, what are your anticipated needs and uh, where do you think you're going to go with that? Um, And then make sure that all parties involved from the installer, uh, the system consultant and the person speccing the system and the people who use the system are all talking together. So you have a good idea of the right recommendations to make. Gotcha. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's definitely that difference in use type. It's like what you want to do with it is like, are you putting in a system? Do you just want to hear Spotify all day coming out of the speakers? Or like we actually working with this stuff and trying to like put on more of a production than what you think it's going to be.
0: Right. And that was one of the things that I I definitely noticed um, from observing you guys doing that install was there seemed to be a drastic kind of shift in usage, like you were mentioning, Tom, right? Um, Some of it, I guess, in the beginning was very much self-contained. But like you mentioned, you have these kids that want to be involved, that want to have direct Uh, impact on what's going on on stage and that completely changes the dynamic in terms of the gear that you're going to need and who's going to be operating it and and where it's going to be placed so it's in a good place. Um, I know that we, we moved the vast majority of that stuff from behind the stage to out behind the back of the auditorium so that the people that were actually operating that equipment could actually see what was going on instead of just kind of guessing or watching from a monitor in the back, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's very cool. Um, And it's very important, like uh, Chris was saying, to consider usage, right? How everything's being, used and and uh, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah it's kind of weird to run a, a theater production from behind the stage with a mixer that's four <laughs> feet up on a rack. You know what I mean? It's just like, did you want to run Spotify and just have music? Or you know right. it's obviously more than what you thought it was going to be. So exactly. it's like let's get that out of the rack. Let's get it in the front of house where it's right. right. So we've we've um touched
0: on stuff that you guys have seen um from other people and I know personally that when I move into a, a new job or a new uh, industry, as I've done uh, several times over the years, you want to be able to do everything perfectly from day one, but that's just not going to happen, right? Everybody's human. You're going to learn things simply from experience and, and time and just on, you know, um, having things be uh, hands-on, mm-hmm. right? So what if what have you guys done in the past? What kind of mistakes have you made uh, in the past, just from inexperience or or um, trying to do something that you hadn't really uh, seen yet? And how, I guess, what have you learned from those mistakes that has helped you to prevent those things from there on out and going into the future?
1: Um. Uh, kind of an anecdote because i think it there's some parallels in the story i remember when i was going to college and got my first laptop computer um i was essentially written a blank check and said you know get what you need that you think you're going to need um and so we were going through the list of specifications okay you need you know this amount of cpu power you need this size of a monitor and then there were other things that we started to add on and it was things like oh Should we upgrade from just a CD-ROM drive to a DVD burner? Well, yeah, you know, videos are kind of becoming the thing. It might be nice to have the DVD burner on there. Okay, we'll add that. Um, You know, should we get the upgraded battery? Oh, yeah, you know, I might take this with me on trips. It'd be good to have the upgraded battery. So we ended up upgrading the laptop, and I would say... In the time that I had it, I ended up using maybe a third of all the features that we added to it. (laughs) Um, And uh, the reason I tell this story is because I see that a lot with installs where you have say a committee of five or six people and everybody has their little piece of the pie. Like, Oh, you know, this is the theater group in the school. So they want to have 32 wireless microphones. Well, this is the committee that puts on assemblies and they want to have something that's real simple to use. And, uh, you end up with this laundry list of, you know, dozens of different things that you want to do. And then first time somebody goes to use it, either they don't use it to their capabilities or they very quickly um, hit a wall in terms of what you can do with the system. Um, So spend a lot of time thinking about what the day-to-day usage of that system is going to look like. Um, and realize that if you have that in your head from day one, you can kind of design a system that is expandable um, or uh, flexible enough to be able to accommodate everybody's needs, but without going way over budget, way, making it way over complicated um, or at this on the opposite side of the spectrum, limiting yourself so um, if you're a school that 99 out of 100 times you are just using that system to do an assembly and one time a year for one week you do a theater production, um, it may make sense to have a large soundboard, board, but not necessarily buy 32 wireless microphones when you can rent those wireless microphones in for the one time production. Right. Um, and it keeps your overall project costs down. and It keeps the overall system
0: you know less complicated it takes up less space and so forth right you don't just just have 32 wireless mics collecting dust for 300 300 days out of the year right yeah (laughs) and then and then from the other side of it is you don't want to say
1: like oh we do a theater production uh two times a year but you know most of the time we're doing assembly so we're just going to get a sound system that can handle one podium mic because then you end up having to bring in a ton of equipment right um so the mistakes or the path that I really had to learn kind of from the consultant perspective is, you know, you're, you're sitting in a room around the conference table with 20 people throwing ideas at you and you have to kind of distill down what, um, people really need, like what is going to make people happy when that system is installed and realize that you're going to have to compromise on a few different things. Um, from either a usability standpoint or a cost standpoint um, to get people to a happy place with the system. Right. Um, Chris, I think if I had to make a suggestion is what you can talk to is what are some of the pitfalls we've uh, since you and I've been on a lot of installs, what are the things that we've learned that we need to be better at?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. It's just a lot of like, Coming in with a plan, trying to figure out the best way to execute stuff. Uh, definitely, I would say trying to find that happy medium of how how they want it to look, and then also supplying what they want to make it look good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like we're we're working on putting up speakers in this in the ceiling, and it's like, all right, well, obviously they're going to go up in the ceiling, but then. You 're trying to figure out how to place them right so that you 're not boxing in the stage too much they 're not too too forward or too back from the rest of the house, so it 's a lot of like compromising where you can go to where the ideal position is to where you can actually put them, so people aren 't bumping their heads on the speakers when they 're walking up the stairs. You know what I mean so it 's like that um. I think we've Maybe, learned
1: some lessons about accessibility and ladders and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> that too. It's just like,
2: what's unrealistic to try and put it there or how much of a challenge it's going to be for sure. Cause a lot of that stuff, it's, e- it's almost easier. Uh, it's that saying where it's like, it's easier said than done. And it's mm-hmm. just like, well, yeah, it just goes up there and it's like, all right, well, how are we going to get up there? You know what I mean? We've got so much space to work with all this stuff and you've got to p- put a 50 pound box up in a bracket and you're trying to figure it out. Um, other than that, it's just, maybe clear communication between everybody on like what needs to get done. Uh, the timeline as far as like how on it everybody else is, you know, I find, you know, Tom, you and I have been working on one install for the past, I don't know how many months and it's just like things are moving slowly on all parts. And it's like, well, it's really like trying to figure out what's done, what can we do now? And then waiting on other parties Uh, whether it be contractors or you know the place isn't done yet there's still so many other things to get done because installing comes in that point it's in that weird medium where it's like everything is done except for like the last little bits of things on the contracting end that we can come in and like retroactively tear apart so it's like cutting drywall coming in and like doing accent lighting hanging tv mounts through the studs that have already been placed so it's like you find little pitfalls here and there where it's like, all right, well, none of this stuff is done. So we can't really move in. And when you're trying to make progress and show the client that you're trying to get stuff done, you're trying to make things happen, but you just, it's not very timing because once they get done, you know, if we threw in speakers before everything else is laid out and then they still got to paint the walls and stuff. It's like, what happens when they're trying to paint, you know, the wall's white and the speakers are all black and you're just like, well, you guys should have had all this stuff done already, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's that. And then it's just, I don't know. It's, you find a lot of older stuff that people have already put in that maybe was just messy and you've just got to come in and clean it up or make it look better or even just reorganize everything. Like, uh, that school that we were talking about where we've like, i pulled apart that whole rack from top to bottom and then had to reorganize yep. everything in yep. that rack. And you know, so, uh you know it's just stuff like that you just have to keep thinking about it and like figure out it's a lot of compromises it's a gotcha. lot of like thinking about what you can do what's realistic and then how to make the things happen that you need to have happen
0: mm-hmm. mike do you have any insight on stuff that you've come across i mean you you've got a little bit of a different perspective being coming from like the the digital and more video yeah. side of things
3: yeah i mean a lot of the same things same concepts apply like there was a few installs um back before like ip cameras were a big thing like it was more like okay you use like a cat cable for a camera but it's just trans being like analog video analog control signal that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and like there's a few areas where like we were working with the school electrician to like fish cable and that kind of stuff and the um the school electrician uh basically it was spec to have shielded cable, unshielded cable is ran. And then this whole project mm. got delayed because they had to pull shielded cable because mm. only one of the cameras ended up working with unshielded cable. And it was just a whole like debacle, but like kind of the same stuff, just communication and kind of developing like a plan and sticking to that plan, whether no matter whose part it's on, it just needs to be followed.
2: So Coaching. yeah i'd say something else to keep in mind is like it almost all the stuff you're going to be doing in install work is all retroactive it's like you 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 know every once in a while you can get that one contract you get that one client that's building a whole new facility and you get to start from scratch with them and be like all right when you guys are at this phase let me know because then we can start putting in the systems that i've spec'd out for you it's like oh like if you're building like there was this church i've worked on before there they put in a whole new uh, essentially, I guess, a sanctuary. It was just huge. It was, you know, a couple uh, hundred square feet. It was really large place, high ceilings, and uh all of it fresh. All of it new. They just laid out. And, you know, you go into that ceiling, and it's like perfect two-by-fours. There's no <laughs> crazy insulation. There aren't vents running all over the place that you're trying to climb over or figure out. It's just like you can walk down a gangway. You're over at the spot. You can kind of figure it out, lay the strut down the way you want to for – framing up your PA and hanging it from stuff like that and then on the stark contrast of that you're working in a place that's been there for you know however many years 20 30 years they've got three different types of HVAC system system it looks like that stuff has like been used or is really old and like now they wanted to run their stuff too on top of that instead of cleaning everything out so it's like you're trying to climb over all of this vent work. You're trying to climb over all of this weird piping, all of the large stuff that for the HVAC systems, you've got insulation all over the place. Everything is like real dark. There's no lights. Nobody has really thought like anybody's going to be up there for the next 30 years. And it's like, no, we, you know, so it's, it's weird stuff like that. And like I said, it's just all retroactive. So you have to be ready to just like be in the dark all the time trying to figure out what the heck you're doing, trying not to step through the ceiling at the same time, because there's no real ways to walk. You're just walking <laughs> on struts and rafters. And, uh, you know, so it's, and it's just finding, it's finding solutions in the stuff of what you got. It's a lot of like making lemons out of, or lemonade out of lemons and just taking it and going, all right, how mm-hmm. can I make this? How can I do what I need to do with what I have here and what I'm dealing
0: with? Right. Right. It's, uh, opening up an, an access panel to a roof and, uh, or a ceiling and you know, being legitimately afraid that bats are going to fly out. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Yeah. It's,
2: it's no joke. And it's just, you know, those are the realities you deal with in installs. It's not, you never get, you know, it's once in a blue moon, you get those fresh facilities. You get dudes that you just had the carpenters out of there and they've just laid up the roof and they've mm-hmm. got all the framing done. They, they thought to put lights in down the entire way so you can actually like see what see. you're doing up in the yep. attic. Yep. And it's like, no, man, they weren't doing that. They weren't worried about that 20 years ago. They didn't even think the building was going to be up or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> they thought it was going to be something totally different. And it's like, no, we're still here trying to put these speakers up. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 Well, in that regard, should you, you know, should you get that, that nice new pristine building, new framing and all that kind of stuff that kind of leads into the next question of what advice would you give someone who's, going into a new installation it's just completely pristine there's nothing um that's been done previously you're not you're not going to upgrade or change anything like what we've touched on it a little bit but you know what what would be the key elements that you would consider when
2: when moving into that that new installation i consulting with anybody i mean are we talking like they're they're building a new building and you're in on the ground floor of like if you can if you're going to be the guys to put everything in that they want i guess in that case yeah i mean i mean tom and i did that
0: walkthrough just a couple of days ago and they're everything's brand new i mean the building's existing and it's a it's an old building but in terms of the sound system and all that kind of stuff that installation is 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 pretty much brand new they're kind of working that from the ground up exactly so, yeah yeah
2: so it's it's like if you're starting from scratch if you're like oh this building's gonna break ground and then like within a year we're gonna have studs up drywall everything's ready to go it's like mm-hmm. you typically if you're doing the install stuff for that you want to be the guys at the very beginning of that too going all right you guys want this many speakers these these many speakers in this building you want projectors in these buildings you know whatever it is you want to do and it's like if you're going into an older building you just you're already retroactive you're already working from what what's already been done been mm-hmm. built so it's like working from an install perspective it's great when you can plan plan these things out with other people you know you can tell people hey we're going to want power services we need circuits along here here and here along the ceiling so that we can power lights and these lights are going to take this many watts and we're going to need this many circuits over across for the lighting rig you know we're mm-hmm. going to need spots for the power for uh you know PA we're going to need TV outlets over here, here, and here across the bars or whatever you're looking at. So it's a lot of like, it's great when you get to do that, but what it sounded like is that if you're coming into a walkthrough at like a church or a, a restaurant that needs some stuff put in, needs new stuff put into an old building, right? you need to be able to take into account what's already there and then figure it out from there. So it's like, are you going to have to call an electrician and have them run lines from the breaker boxes? out to new outlet holes that you're trying to put in so that you can power stuff that needs to get powered or can you find spaces in and around there? You know what I mean? Right.
3: Yeah. Right. Like one thing that I've always seen and like one thing that I would say would be to um, like, especially if you're doing like some kind of renovation or if it's like a new completely new building or that kind of stuff it's never too early to get the AV company like on board because like i've seen some things where it's like okay a brand new building's built they like end up like sheetrocking the walls do the ceiling all that kind of stuff and then um they're like oh, well, we want SDI cable pulled from here mm-hmm. all the way down to the other mm-hmm. end of the building, fish through walls and all that. It's like, okay, well, what could have been easy project just turned into like, yeah. a much more difficult project, more time-consuming, more obstacles, that kind of stuff. So, versus if you got the AV company on board, like, before the walls went up or a ceiling went in, that kind of stuff, it could have been much simpler.
2: So... Exactly. And there's just, it's stages of that planning and construction. So it's like, if you let me know, okay, we have this plan for a building, the blueprints are laid out, we're breaking down tomorrow, get the, you know, and you've already talked to the AV company. You may not say that AV company until six months into the project, but it's because you've talked to them beforehand and you're saying, all right, when you guys have the framing done for this building, when you're, when you're ready to run all the other electrical stuff, let us know because then we can run lines with you. We can throw in our stuff as well and put that into the mix instead of trying to be like, all right, well, ceilings are all done. Everything's mudded up. You know, we painted, everything's ready to go. Now you guys can come in and it's like, well, now I've got to dig holes. I've got to punch holes in through your drywall. I've got to fish stuff in through there before, you know, and it's like what Mike said. It's had, had you had us when, you know the drywall hadn't gone up yet and it was just studs and framing oh well we can run our lines along here and we can figure this stuff out and then you can mark stuff and know where it's supposed to be yeah yeah
1: no i think that also leads into another point that i would make which is don't be afraid or also realize the importance of bringing in a legitimate av install company to do a lot of your work Um, i know there's a couple of jobs that we uh we lost bids on or um you know, I've seen walking into new installs where it's the person installing the network infrastructure ends up doing the sound system or the people doing the fire alarms end up doing the sound system. And I've found more often than not in that situation, it's like uh, the client will say, oh, you know, for an additional $10,000 or something, we can just have our IT company put in uh, a sound system for our auditorium. And I think universally it always ends up being absolute minimal cost equipment. Um, Mm -hmm. They're putting the cheapest stuff in there and things go in like speakers get hung, but the speakers are not really necessarily pointing in the right place for the best acoustics and things like that. So they get a system in there that's functional, but it's not really optimized. Um, And, I don't think that you're really going to pay a lot more money if you bring in an AV company um, versus having your fire alarm company install sound system or, you know, your general contractor do it. Any little bit of extra money that you may pay for that AV company to come in and do the work is going to be returned to you in the amount of expertise that you get in actually optimizing that setup for your space. Um, you know you could pay ten thousand dollars for your uh it company to put all that stuff in or you could pay eleven thousand dollars for an av company to come in but that thousand dollars is worth having somebody come in and say you know what this room i noticed that you have a couple of walls over here that i think you're going to get some echo issues with we should move these speakers around here and over the next 25 years when you're having to live with and accept that install that thousand dollars gets divided out into something that you're very happy with, versus you know having to pay five thousand dollars over the next twenty five years for people to come out, and make adjustments, and uh, rehang speakers and do all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So it's it's worth bringing on the additional, even if it's something very simple. Oh, we just need a basic PA system in this auditorium to be able to do announcements, like bring an AV company in because they are going to be able to come at it with the uh, experience and background of, Oh, this is what we've done in the past. That didn't really work. This is what we think would work better in here. And we can also back this up and say, you know, we're going to send out somebody that has experience with acoustics or has experience with, um, you know, installing mixing consoles and realizing what people are going to need in the future with those mixing consoles. What gear can we get? that's going to last the longest because maybe they've used that same gear out on the road and they know what holds up, uh, getting bounced around in trucks. So they're going to say, Oh, let's put this in this install because you're going to get the greatest return on your investment out of it.
0: Right. And I, I, I think that like, to your point, Tom, with having somebody outside, um, you know, getting like your alarm company or whatever, the it, uh, department to, to kind of spec out the, the gear ends up, really costing you in the long run as opposed to having somebody like us with the expertise that can say, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more money up front might be an extra thousand dollars or whatever the cost may be, but that's going to save you a ton of money in the long run, right? If you're going to spend $10,000 on some gear now, that's only going to last you a couple of years, you're going to have to spend that 10 grand over again. In, in the next two years or you know, yeah. whatever it might be. As it's like you can either to,
2: call us today or you call us in a year. Right. What do you exactly. want to do? Right. right. You, you get it wanna, done right the first time or you can't done.
0: Right. Do you want to spend $11,000 now and have it last for 10 years? Or do you want to spend $10,000 now, $10,000 three years from now, and another $10,000 three years, you know, like you're yeah. going to spend, you know, so I I totally agree with having somebody with, expertise come in to give you that advice and to look out for your best interests because yeah it'd be nice if we could you know come in every three years and and get ten thousand dollars from that from those people but like that's we're not doing them any favors and that just makes us look bad too yeah so um,
2: and i would say too it's it's a matter of quality it's like you and you wouldn't it's the, it's kind of like the inverse of like you wouldn't have your IT guys putting in your PA system but it's like you wouldn't have the AV guys configuring your whole IT network either you right. know what i mean it's like <laughs> it's just like the you know and again some people like we have Mike Mike you uh, Mike Arabini you know a lot of stuff about IT dude so it's yeah. like there's obviously overlaps there's people that have many skill sets and talents but what i'm hmm. saying is like you don't hire the plumber to deal with your electrician stuff electrical, you know what I mean? So it's like you hire the right dudes for the right job and they're the ones that are supposed to get it done. And then it doesn't fall on, oh, well, we had some, we had our IT guys just throw in whatever they could find and it's fine, you know, but it's like, we'd like to have it upgraded. It's like, well, instead you can say, hey, we had these guys come in and do our IT stuff and then we had these guys come in. It just kind of spreads that accountability and it leaves no excuses for why something shouldn't be as good as it is, you know what I mean? Or what it could be.
0: Right. And I think also is, um, I know we talked about this a little bit, Tom, when uh, we were doing that walkthrough on Wednesday is, is just being able to offer our services and being local, right? Should anything go wrong, right? If, if you're having your IT department spec everything out and actually install that stuff, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Anyway, who are you going to (laughs) call when, when stuff starts to go wrong? Right. You then you gotta you gotta outsource it then. So why not have somebody who's an expert do the installation in the first place? That way when something doesn't go right or you know something's not working properly, you already know who to call. They already have experience with that installation, they already know how everything was wired and, and put together and and set up. So they're already coming in with prior knowledge of uh the way everything was set up rather than having to call us when you know after the it department puts everything uh together and then we have to diagnose and figure out all the problems and whatnot instead of coming in with some prior knowledge Mm. so
2: and i would say to add on to that it's even amongst other av companies because like we've seen you know like we talked about with that uh the one install we did with a school where it's like an av company came in and did it but then they went out of business Mm-hmm. five or 10 years ago, then it's like, there's, there's nobody to call. You have to find new people. So I think even more to that, it's, you know, for people that are in the, in the industry doing this install work, it's like, do it, do it in a way that it's idiot proof or like that you can easily figure stuff out and you can easily work with it, make it modular, make it organized, make it nice and neat and like ready for other people to mess with in case, you know, God forbid you go out of business. Cause nobody ever thinks of that when you're putting in an install job but it's like do do a good job and do quality work do something that's gonna last a long time you want to have the right people figuring out the right stuff and doing it the right way so that other people can come in should they have to and they can figure it out from there right. and it's not a nightmare to work on you know and you don't end up pulling apart the entire rack trying to figure out what these people did right yeah
0: all right well I, I think that about covers everything for today so gentlemen i really appreciate the input it's been um i know i've learned a lot over the last few months having worked with the company and seeing you guys at work and just really uh uh, appreciating and being impressed with just the quality of work and the expertise that you guys have um so um i think that's it for now. all right we'll talk to you guys later great thanks next time